Get Up Nation. I hope you're enjoying the Get Up Nation podcast on www.anchor.fm. As a podcast host on over 20 platforms, I really enjoy how easy it is to use Anchor, how Anchor makes everything I need available in one place for free, accessible on your smartphone or desktop computer. Go to www.anchor.fm now. In case you didn't know, Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit each episode. If you're concerned about the distribution of your hard work, don't sweat it because Anchor takes care of that too. If you're considering becoming a podcaster, I would highly recommend Anchor as your choice to begin sharing your content with the world. What up, Get Up Nation? My name is Ben Biddick, the host of the Get Up Nation podcast and co-author of Get Up, The Art of Perseverance with former Major League Baseball player and CEO of Lurong Living, Adam Greenberg. Recently, I had the honor and privilege of speaking with Allison Crowley and Cindy Tomlinson, who have joined forces to create a nonprofit organization that supports and empowers people through their cancer experience called Bolster and Bridge the Foundation. Allison is a yoga therapist specializing in cancer since 2007. She was inspired to become a yoga therapist after witnessing her mother's experience dealing with multiple chronic illnesses. She and her sister spent more than 25 years navigating the medical world on behalf of their mother. During these experiences, Allison recognized the need to serve the whole person through challenging medical circumstances. Cindy is a business executive and cancer survivor. Cindy experienced her first bout with cancer at the age of 22. She faced a diagnosis of Hodgkin's lymphoma while a single mother with a two-year-old daughter. Cindy underwent treatment while working to support her daughter with the love and help of her family. 20 years later, Cindy was diagnosed with breast cancer. This time, she knew she needed additional support to care for herself and her family as she worked full-time and raised her second daughter, age 13, at the time. After attending a six-week program with Allison at Cedars-Sinai Hospital in Los Angeles, Cindy responded to the mind-body work with such enthusiasm that she couldn't wait to come home after each class to share the practices with her daughters. I'm honored to release this Get Up Nation podcast episode during Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and I'm honored to share the journey of these amazing women who are doing so much to serve others who face adversity in their lives. They are committed to transforming their experiences of adversity, resilience, and perseverance into gifts for others who need that support, encouragement, and empowerment. Allison and Cindy, welcome to the Get Up Nation podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. We're Absolutely. so happy to be here. I've been looking forward to speaking with you both, and I'm very happy to share your amazing work that has so much to offer others. At Get Up Nation, we focus a lot on the power of connection and how important it is to have sufficient support during times of adversity. Will you share with Get Up Nation what created such a powerful bond between the two of you, which ultimately led to the creation of Bolster and Bridge? Yeah, absolutely. This is Allison. I was teaching a yoga program for Dr. Arash Asher, who's a wonderful cancer survivorship doctor at Cedars-Sinai Hospital. And Cindy came into the class. And at the beginning of the class, we have sort of a little share. We sit in a circle and everybody talks a little bit about how they're doing today. And they talk about their physical issues and their emotional issues so that I can sort of tailor the class to what's going on. And Cindy came in, and this is kind of a funny story. She sat down and she had her double mastectomy and she had her expanders in, which are very uncomfortable. She sat down and she said, I can't wait to get these expanders out. I hear it's like going from stilettos to Ugg boots. <laughs> and the whole class laughed and she lit up the room and I realized that she was this incredibly special, resilient person to have a sense of humor during this time. Just sparked a connection right away. We connected that way. Yeah, I think this unique format that I had joined in in this class, I think the opportunities are out there. It's just about what you find and what you go after. And this was presented to me to go to this class and I really was just trying to get by minute by minute hour by hour, and Allison formed this incredible group and these women who are in there all different walks of their treatment, just from being just diagnosed to where I was just out of surgery, to people who are living with a life diagnosis of cancer, and she handled it with such grace, and the yoga piece was a piece of what we were doing there, but the mindful, the meditation, all of that together made me so endeared to the process, and it truly was this instant connection of, wow, what an incredible thing she's doing, and in this time of my life, it was so helpful. Cindy, actually, I remember came in and said, 
You know, I don't know about this yoga thing. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of a soul cycle girl. I'm yeah. very type A. Yeah. I, I don't know how this is going to work for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it really did. It's the practices sort of won her over because when you really need this and it's there, it sort of envelops you and you realize there's a paradigm shift and you can start to look at things in a different way. And she did it right away. And it was really magnificent. Yeah, and I think where we're connecting with you, this whole resilience piece, it is really about resilience and coping and helping each other and yourself to find a way to get through whatever it is that you're going through, breast cancer, or cancers of any type, stress, chronic illness, whatever that is, it is really about finding the coping mechanism. So we're so connected to what you're doing here around resilience piece. As I researched bolsterandbridge.org, a theme that really stood out to me was mothers and daughters. Allison, your drive to become a yoga therapist was inspired by your mother's chronic illnesses. What you experienced as a daughter supported your mother in her adversity, and it led to you dedicating your work to her memory. And Cindy, both times you were diagnosed with cancer, one of your main considerations during treatment was the care of your daughters. Will you both speak a little to the sacredness of this relationship and how people are affected during chronic illness or cancer? Yeah, this is a big one, like you mentioned, for both of us, and I think not even knowing that at the time when we met about how our mothers and then my daughters have affected how we dealt with what's going on in our own lives. My sole purpose at 22 years old with my first diagnosis, stage four cancer, was just to see that two-year-old girl graduate from high school. So my process was not about really what was going on with me. It was just how I was going to get through it and get there. And with each step, with each year, cancer may have gone away physically for me in my body, but in my mind, it was there. And so I'm proud to say she's 27 now. Mm, <laughs> she made great. it through. And we both made it through adolescence, thank God. And then the second diagnosis, the little one was my, my youngest, who I was told in the beginning I probably wouldn't have more children. So she's kind of a miracle, having gone through chemo and radiation with my first bout. So the second one, with my breast cancer diagnosis, it was more about her realizing and teaching both of them, you have the power within you to handle whatever's dealt to you. So I think that's where the connection with Allison and the mindful piece and the yoga practices really helped me show them that a diagnosis is one thing, but how you handle it is a whole different thing. And it is a lifetime diagnosis. So you deal with it forever and the illness might go away in your physical body, but in your mind it's there and you're always thinking of it. So they were the sole purpose, whether it was to teach them to be strong and to understand how to manage and strong and weak because you have to have both and it's okay to cry and it's okay to feel scared but it's all how you handle things and I think that was so important for me to teach my young daughters and now adult daughters to be resilient and understand that a diagnosis is just that a diagnosis and we can handle it. Allison did you have anything you wanted to share? Sure sure let me add that her daughters they're amazing young women they really are and they are resilient and beyond. She's done such a beautiful job with them. They're wonderfully strong and beautiful young women. So I love that you're asking this question about mothers and daughters. For me, my mother, when I was 23, was misdiagnosed with MS, multiple sclerosis. So for eight years, she was treated for MS, which was a disease she didn't have. And she was given a lot of intravenous steroids for eight years, which basically gave her osteoporosis at a very young age. It's very hard on the bones. And later we found out that she didn't have MS. She actually had Lyme disease. And from steroids and the Lyme disease, she developed something called mixed connective tissue disease. So passed away when I was 49. I'm now 54. So from the age of 23 to 49, I have three younger sisters, and we tried our best to navigate the medical system, and it was doctor's appointments and hospitalizations. She would get pneumonia all of the time. Her bones were really brittle. She walked with a cane when she was probably 60, and she was incredibly resilient. She was so strong. It amazed me. But at that time, there was nothing we could do to help her whole being. It was difficult. I didn't know anything about yoga or meditation. I was 23 years old. There was no internet. There was nothing the beginning to sort of help us. So it was a hard time. And we all carried a lot of stress and anxiety in our bodies as we helped her along the way. And when I became a yoga teacher in 2001, and I started to feel better, and I started to deal with my own stress and anxiety, 
I felt like this is something that could be done for everybody who's going through any kind of chronic illness. And so I taught at a lot of the studios in L.A., and it was wonderful and lovely. And then I found a program at Loyola Marymount University, Yoga RX, and it was the first university-accredited yoga therapeutics program. And I learned about yoga and dis-ease. And so that really got me going and started. And I met a, a lovely woman after my time at LMU who had been going through cancer treatment and had been through chemo. And she was recommended to work with me. And I started working with her and the mother too and had a very young daughter at the time. And she started getting her range of motion back in her arms after lymph node removal. And she went to her oncologist at Cedar sinai Dr. Philomena McAndrew, who's a wonderful breast cancer doctor, and she said, you know, you have to start having classes because I can't be in a mainstream class. I can't put weight on my arms with lymphedema. Hmm. I can't do these difficult yoga poses because I'm on meds and it makes me nauseous. And there's a form of yoga called yoga therapy. It comes along with breathing and mindfulness meditation, and it really helped me. So that's kind of how it got started, but it was all inspired by my mother, whose name was Mariba Cloud Crowley, and I dedicate my work to her because she was the epitome of resiliency without these tools at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And thank you for making yeah. that connection between mother and daughter because it's a big one. And I think just to finish that up, I think the important piece of this is we are so inspired by our parents or our mentors. I think the other thing with the medical industry is we need to be in control of it. If you were diagnosed with something and with Allison telling that story, you know, you need to understand what your body's going to go through, what you can handle. And I think teaching my daughters that, yeah, I had cancer at 22 with a two-year-old child and, you know, living on my own, how you handle it is so much a part of the process. And as we've evolved with tools, like Allison was starting at 23 to take care of her very sick mother. I was in chemotherapy. Hmm. And we were going through these parallel, not even knowing each other in two different areas of the world, but going through the same thing and really needed this connection. And the fact that the two of us have come together and are able to give this tool to mothers and daughters, hmm. sons and daughters, mothers and, and their mothers, grandmothers. Hmm. This is something that is going to transcend so many different types of relationships and right. the family dynamic That leads me right into my next question, which is, how did you decide you wanted to create Bolster and Bridge? I was diagnosed in June of 2016, and one month later, my life partner, the father of my children, was diagnosed himself with stage 4 Hodgkin's lymphoma. Hmm. So not only was I going through it myself, but now my life partner and the father of my children and our home was consumed with cancer diagnosis and being the mother of the household, I went right into caregiver mode, walking around with expanders in my chest, making sure that he could get to his doctor's appointments, making sure we got to his chemotherapy appointments. It became my mission to take care now. So getting into this six-week class was really about me just taking 45 minutes to two hours out of my day to just dedicate to get my head right and be resilient. So I did it. And the yoga piece, like I said, I'm a full cycle girl. I get on that bike and ride like crazy. <laughs> the yoga piece and mindfulness and being quiet, I'm super type A, so I'd be watching people across the room, making sure they're doing it right. And, you know, I really had to let go of control. It was terrible. And so getting into the spot, I just let go. I was able to let go of that type A kind of drive to make everything work and everyone's life be okay. And I found such peace in that, which I had never done in my life. I run a business, I run a home, now I take care of a husband who's sick, I'm expanders in my chest, you know, I got to let go of all that, and I thought, this has, has got to be something that we continue to communicate out to the world. People don't know about this little class in the basement of Cedar sinai People mm -hmm. need to know, I need to scream it from the top of building, that this is out there, and we need to take control of this, and I wanted so badly for my husband to come to class with me, because I knew he gained so much insight from it and you know he's like oh no i'm not going to do yoga <laughs> and i'm like it's not yoga it's so much more so i got home and alice and i had had a couple interactions after class a few times i think she gave me a ride to my car one time and i 
unloaded all my emotional stuff on that ride to work for things. And I thought to myself, I need to do something with this. I need to talk to people about it. I need everyone who's going through anything to know what I know now, that there's support out there in other ways than just going to a support group. You know, because I think when you get a cancer diagnosis, there's a lot of pamphlets handed to you about, oh, go to this support group or go speak to people who are going through what you're going through. And that doesn't work for everyone. And I knew this could be something that could work for everybody. And so I picked the phone up one night and I called Allison and I said, hey, Jennifer, can I just have an idea? And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. And I said, I want to do something. I want to create something. I want to give back. I want everyone to feel what I'm feeling right now, even though my life is going in so many directions and we need to get this out. I've been so fulfilled by your class and I know that there's more to come from this. I want to create a program, a foundation or something. And there was a long cause and I just remember her saying, I've been waiting for this call. Mm, <laughs> and I thought, wow, yay. So it, that's really where the conversation started. I think Allison can go on from there, but it was a call, a single call. It was a phone call, and it really took my breath away. I've been doing this work since 2007, and I really wanted to grow and expand, but I was only myself, and I was me, and I didn't know how to expand and to get our program and what we're really working on right now is our audio immersion program, which we'll talk about, so that everybody can listen to meditation and breathing exercises and relaxation exercises while they're in treatment. And yeah, I picked up the phone and Cindy told me how she felt and I thought, I need to find someone to do this with me, someone who has a great business sense, someone who gets it, someone who's inspirational, someone who has been through it. And I remember she said, you know, I have a nice job and I drive a nice car, but I want to do something more. And I want to start a program or a foundation. And I remember thinking, I've been waiting for this phone call. And we just probably talked for another 20 minutes and decided to have lunch at our favorite little vegan place on, on <laughs> Beverly Boulevard. And we had lunch and we just swapped ideas and got really inspired by each other and shared our experiences and our and the work that we've been doing. And we sort of never looked back. And, and then we talked to people about it. Everybody we spoke to said, what a great idea. How can I help? So it sort of snowballed and it became this thing that's bigger than the two of us, which is just the way we want it. And we've had so much support. We had an event yesterday at Athleta at the Grove in Los Angeles, and we did a, a little morning breast cancer awareness fundraising class, and at 8.30 in the morning, on a Sunday morning, we had about 15 people show up who all donated, and Athleta did a beautiful job hosting the event, and it was wonderful, and there's a need. There is a need for this. There's right. a thirst for this. So we're so happy that we connected, and it is all about connection. Yoga means to yoke, to join, to connect. Hmm. And it's the connection of your mind, your body, your breath, and your soul. But it's also the connection of people together. And through the years that I've been teaching these classes, the yoga, as Cindy said, is, is just a part of it. It really is about the connection. I have students that I've had for 10 years who now go over to each other's homes for Thanksgiving or for Hanukkah or for Christmas, and they are lifelong friends. When someone walks into the room, into one of these classes, they can look around the room and know that everybody in that room knows how they feel and has been there. And that is the ultimate connection. There's laughter, there's tears, but most of the time, I have to say, these classes are really happy, joyous events. Everybody feels better afterward. And we don't talk about cancer. We talk about life. And that's the resilience piece. We don't really talk about cancer. Maybe privately before or after people will say, oh, I'm going through this or I'm going through that. Oh, let me give you the number of this doctor or that doctor. So there's that connection as well, which is wonderful. There's that support. But really, it's about connecting together and to do something that makes us all feel better. Because all we really want to do is feel better, no matter what we're going through. From what I understand, Bolster and Bridge offers an on-site program where a variety of mind-body tools and gentle yoga therapy are available to help ease common and persistent stress cycles. Will you describe where this is available and why this has so much value for those you serve? So right now, I've been sort of teaching all over. I teach at Dr. Asher, Arash Asher's program at Samuel Ocean Comprehensive Cancer Institute, which is in Beverly Hills at Cedars-Sinai. 
also at Tower Cancer Research Foundation, which is in Beverly Hills, teach classes there. And I teach privately. What we're trying to do is get more on-site classes in other hospitals and oncology centers in Los Angeles and hopefully nationwide. And we really thought about what is the best way to just get people started, to let people know that they're not alone and they have tools for a practice. So we are starting a program called Breathing Room, and it's an audio immersion program. And it takes parts of the class that I've been teaching for years, the audio part, the meditation, the relaxation, the breathing exercises that will be on a link, on their hospital's link, so people can plug in, put on their headphones, and listen during treatment. There are so many people that go through treatment alone. I have people come to my classes and they say, I went to chemo alone today, and it broke my heart. So at least there's something for people to listen to. We also want to get stories of people that have gone through treatment, inspirational stories to help people that are going through treatment to see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and they will get through this. I think just not to interrupt, but I think the really important piece is, and how this is evolving, number one, is everyone's at a different stage. The minute you hear you have cancer, your life is turned upside down and how you're going to deal and what you're going to go through is going to be unique to you. I think what we want to do is make sure that we're creating not a yoga class or a therapy session, something that's really unique and can be used however you want it. And I think the thing for me was the yoga piece is incredible and it's what got me through my movement, all of that. It wouldn't have been something my husband would have gone to. If he was handed something that said, oh, there's a yoga class, he wouldn't have gone. And he would have been missing out on this amazing stuff. You know, all right. of these things that we bring to the table. So, Bolstrom versus the Foundation is really about giving you the support and the foundation to handle what you're going through. So, if the yoga piece is something you're interested in, the stretching and the movement, if it's more about the mindful piece, the breathing room will be where you'll be able to find those meditations and learn how to quiet your mind and find some peace in the chaos. So we're really trying to create programs to get every walk of life in finding their peace and creating the resilience for them. So getting this into the medical industry is really working with doctors who, the brilliant minds of people who treat cancer and, and come up with the therapies, that's a crucial part of what's going on around sickness and the, the diseases they're, they're dealing with. Our part is to enhance that and help people feel the support. I've gone to many treatments with my husband, and like Allison said, there were people sitting having their chemo by themselves. And your mind reels out of control while they're putting your IV in, while you're about to get your first medicine, how you're going to feel. So if there's any peace that we can give them during that time, any time to find the white space and just be, listen to great music, listen to someone else's story, things like that. That's really where this is all coming from. And the other piece that I want to bring home is this is organic. We want it to be what the people need. We want it to be a support to doctors so doctors can have patients who are calm and are ready for their treatment and understand that they're in control of the anxiety and we can help with that. That's really where we're coming from with this whole program. And the in-house yoga therapy is something that people will learn is so incredible. This audio immersion, they can sit in their own home. They can sit during their own chemo treatments. But before they go in for their cat scan, they can listen. It's all about what they need. So I think that's the organic piece. Exactly. It's really helping, of course, with side effects of treatments in the in-house classes, in the on-site classes. I had someone yesterday that I was working with, and she was having a lot of anxiety from a racing mind and worry about her next treatment. And we just did some breathing work. And, you know, 10 minutes later, she said, I feel so much better. That little clenched fist in my chest is gone. And there are mindful mind-body techniques that do that, and people just don't know them. And to ask people to meditate sounds really overwhelming to some people. And... So our program is really geared around working with your stress. We're all going to have stress in our lives. We're all going to have stressors. So what do we do with them? And this program helps you to see them, to see what they are, and to realize what you can do and what you cannot do, and how to find a sense of relief through what you're going through, to have actual tools, mind-body tools, that are going to help you through the highs and the lows. 
And in yoga and meditation, we always start where we are. Whatever kind of a day you're having, if it's lousy, if it's anxiety-ridden, whatever's going on, we start where we are. We don't pretend to be anything. We really get down to authenticity, and that's a big thing for people going through treatment. You know, a lot of times they're going home to their families, and maybe they feel like they have to put on a brave face, or they have to go to work, and maybe not everybody at work knows what's going on. So they have to sort of walk through their life with this story that's going on inside of them. And in yoga and meditation, they get to relax into that and just feel what's going on. And you have to sort of move through it. You can't go over things, under things, around things. You can try. A big theme in the classes was taught to me by my mentor is what we resist persists. What we resist, what we fight and struggle against keeps coming back in some form or another. So by sort of letting go into it, by loosening our grip, we can begin to actually deal with what's happening and the stress becomes less. There's a wonderful story that I use and I do a handout picture and this was a big piece for Cindy. There's a Hindu goddess named Akhilandashwari, means goddess who is never not broken. And I have this beautiful picture of her. When I was teaching, I would say maybe six or seven years ago, I had a student come to me and she was going through treatment and she was feeling really bad and she said, Allison, I don't know what to do. I feel broken. And I said, gosh, of course you're not broken. You're going through the most difficult time in your life. And I hugged her and I tried to console her, but I didn't have anything really proactively to help her with in that moment. Two days later, another student came up to me and she was through treatment two or three years. And she said, you know, cancer has changed me. And my family and my husband expect me to put out a big dinner every Saturday night with all the best china and all the best this and that. And there are days I just don't want to do it. I want to be with friends or I want to be with my classmates or I want to read a book. And what's wrong with me? Am I broken? So I thought, huh, broken, broken in a couple of days. That day, I went to see a private student who's a breast cancer survivor, and she's a yogi and analyst, and she's fantastic. And I said, what are you doing this weekend, Sharon? And she said, well, I'm going to a Jungian conference, and the whole thing is around this Hindu goddess named Akhilandashwari, hmm. goddess that's never not broken. So I thought, wow, hmm. okay, pay attention, Allison. So I went home, and I Googled her, and I saw all these beautiful pictures of this female statue. I mean, she was a statue. She was drawing. She was depicted many different ways, almost like a Picasso painting like different parts sort of all over the place, but this bright light was shining through these broken pieces. And the idea is, is that in our broken places, in our quote-unquote broken places, that is where our true wisdom and love and compassion come from. And we are all quote-unquote broken. <laughs> we are not about being perfect. We don't have to glug that 20-ton shield around of perfection and getting through and this and that. It's feeling what's happening to you right now. Vulnerability really is what gives us courage. Mm-hmm. Courage is a heart word. It's C-O-R, for corazón, heart, corazón. And it means showing one's heart, showing one's vulnerability. When we're scared and we take that step forward again and again, that is true strength and courage, walking through it even when you're scared. Yeah, and she talks about we're all broken. It's not about being broken. It's how you put yourself back together. And I think that message rings so true to me. I thought, wow, I walk around every day trying to be perfect, trying to take care of my family, trying to run a business, trying to be what everyone thinks I should be, driving a nice car, living in a great neighborhood, and I'm in so many pieces, and no one even knows that. Mm-hmm. And the day that I owned that, I was, I think was the day I picked up the phone and said, we, we have to share this message. And if every single person that I've come into contact with could benefit from knowing it's okay to be broken, and it's just about how you put yourself back together. I love that you draw people into that present moment. In a traumatic process like that, you have a past that's full of trauma that can elicit fear. You have a future of unknowns that could certainly catapult people's thinking into fear and anxiety, and you draw them into that present moment. And then there's so much you offer them there. I love how you say it, that you can customize the on-site program because basically you're meeting people where they're at, and then 
welcoming them into that present moment and then empowering them in that place. And that leads to all of these benefits that you're talking about. And one thing in particular, as I hear you speak a lot about some work that I've done with veterans and it, you say on the, the on-site program, how it also helps address post-traumatic stress and how yeah. so many of these parallels happen where people are like, you're talking about concepts of being broken and concepts of wholeness. And it's so powerful to get into that present moment in a sacred safe place where people are not alone and connected. I, I can't even imagine the amount of comfort and the amount of empowerment and the amount of growth and wholeness that comes as you gather in this way and as you lead people out of frightening realities and then lead them into that glory of understanding how powerful they are, no matter how intimidating or frightening the treatments or the diagnosis or the pain of the treatment. I think it's very inspiring how, and it just shows that power that fearlessly uh, it comes to us when we're in that present moment and when we are authentic and we can admit our true feelings and just be in that safe space. So I love that, that you're not only offering that on site, you can be face to face with others, but I also love that people who may not quite be ready for that can tap in with your audio immersion program. And I love that your audio immersion program is phase specific. So wherever they're at in that journey draws people again to the present moment when people are in a specific place and to hear your voice or to hear a consoling story or to, to be drawn by meditation into that present moment in those spaces, how much comfort does that bring? When you have the audio immersion program going, they could be anywhere with the internet connection, am I correct? Yeah, anywhere. I see. So you can ultimately have a, a massively powerful global impact. That's what we want. You know, yeah. that's really what we want. We want this to be something, like we said, bigger than, this is bigger than us. This is, we're just a vessel for a message way bigger than we are, and that's why we're so happy to speak with you and happy to speak with anybody. Shoot, I, I talked to the guy on the corner about it, and yeah. now you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She is the Norma Ray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she will get everybody going and excited about it. And meditation is something that can be intimidating for people. I don't right. know what that is. I want to sit with myself. But with a guided meditation, it's sort of a nice way to introduce yourself into just being and feeling. So much of our day is about looking and seeming a certain way. Right. And in yoga, we get to be and feel and meditation in our lives. And it, I mean, I always feel so great when I have a really honest, truthful conversation with somebody. Right. And there's nothing like authenticity and being real, even if it's uncomfortable sometimes. But it does move you through whatever the situation is. And I think... That is such a big piece of what we do, and we do it with a really comforting, inspirational touch hmm. to it, so people feel connected. And the other thing, I think it's so empowering to not walk around as a victim. Right. You know, I mean, cancer is around the corner with everyone, and I think if we really got crazy about it, you'd think, oh my God, is, you know, is it me and my next? Is it my mom? Is it my kid? Is it my dad? Is it my brother? And that's got to stop. We as a society have got to stop that because unfortunately, it, it may be, and that's not a bad thing if you're in a mindset to deal. And unfortunately, some people are going to go through cancer and go through treatment and come out the other end. Some people are going to live with cancer for their whole life. Some people are going to die from it. And that's the sad part, but the real part of it. And the real part of it is scary to say, but it's even scarier when we're not talking about it and we're acting as if it's not real. I think, and that's really what we want people to have is that power. When my husband was diagnosed and they said stage four, it was in his neck, chest, abdomen, pelvis, 30% of his bone marrow. Um, he had never been sick a day in his life. He had been walking vision of health. He works out three days a week. I mean, this is not the typical cancer patient. I had to ask him, we walk into your doctor's office and they tell us, you have three weeks to live, what are we doing? And his face was like, what? And I thought, if I didn't say it, I couldn't deal with it. And the minute I said it, he and I thought, okay, let's get our plan together. This is what we're going to do. And when we found that it was treatable, it was almost like Christmas. Like, okay, we can do this. Right. So I think there's something empowering about being in charge of it. And cancer is not going to get us. You know, mm -hmm. it, it may be something out there that's affecting everyone around us, and it may be what will ultimately end someone's life. But while you're going through it, live, live, live and be. 
and that's one of the biggest messages I think we really want people to understand. It's difficult to get anywhere or to truly value our life, this gift of life that we've been given, if we're not real, upfront, and honest about the realities that there will be a time when we all pass away. And so to look right. at straight in the face, recognize that, and then I think, as you said, we truly live because we realize the, the glory of each moment that we have, the little things, the, the way the breeze feels on your neck, the birds chirping, sitting at the dinner table and looking at your loved ones, talking about the day, these glorious things that we miss if we act like this is not a gift or it's going to last forever. Right. Right, I think that that's the other thing. is The things that we go through and the day-in-day-out life may, may be a bummer sometimes, but in general, it's such a wonderful gift. Our lives are a gift, and every day is not promised to us. So each day we get up, we're, we're ahead of the game there. Right. <laughs> and that's the other thing I think that Allison has really helped me with and with my girls and the message to my young daughter is don't be afraid. Don't be scared right. for right. people to to leave this earth. Live in this earth with the people who are here now. And no matter what they're going through, I had a very dear friend pass away of breast cancer not even a year before I was diagnosed. And that scared my daughters, thinking that now I was diagnosed and that was going to happen to me. Right. And I think the lesson learned in that was really to live and be in the moment, no matter what tomorrow holds. And what an amazing lesson for children and how wise, <laughs> how wise that makes them as they formulate their perspectives and experience their reality and seek to live their truth. What an empowering concept for them to truly grasp early so that they can make the most of their moments and so they don't miss years of their lives. Stress is a big piece of it. You know, the way we live, if we let stress dictate our lives, and I'm a firm believer that a lot of sicknesses manifest in a, in a stress. So if we can leave some of that for some people and teach people go forward and start a generation of people who will come up with a lot less stress or at least a way to deal with the stress. We can't cut it out. We can't right. get rid of it, but right. we can definitely teach them how to deal with it. We've done our work, then. Absolutely. <laughs> I always end the show with six quick questions to help my listeners understand the why within my phenomenal guests. Are you both willing to run through these six questions with me? Sure, sure. Who are you thankful for today? Each other. Yeah. Each other. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to make me weepy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so thankful for her. She is, she is like the embodiment of all of this wonderful stuff that mindfulness and yoga and being real and being kind, she is the embodiment of all that. It's, it's a gift, and she's a gift in my life, and I'm incredibly grateful, and I, I wouldn't be doing this without her. She's the engine that could, and I admire her. It's, it's a pleasure to work together. Mm -hmm. It really is. And I'll just add to that. I think um, I said each other right away because I think in that, I'm so thankful for Allison and, and her ability to reach people. And when we started this and I met her group of people, they talked about how amazing she was and what they had done for her. And I thought how lucky I was to have her cross my path. And I'll say, along with being so thankful for her, I'm thankful for cancer. Cancer made me the human being that I am. It gave me the power to get past my physical appearance. It gave me the power to get past my ego. It gave me the power to meet someone like Allison and understand the gifts that she brings and the things that are so wonderful that she has that I don't have and that I'm okay with. I didn't have to outdo her. <laughs> That type A personality makes me want to always try to be better and do more. And, and it's so wonderful to be at peace with who I am now and understand my broken pieces. And she taught me in this last year so much about that. I think that's, that's why I said it so quickly. Now that you've talked about who you're thankful for today, what are you thankful for today? This is something, you know, as I've been teaching these classes over the last, 10 or 11 years, I was on my own, and I'm a team person. I really am. I like working with people, and working with the students is amazing and wonderful, but it, it's so nice to have someone to to be able to talk about my day and what's going on, and, and she is so smart and has so many wonderful ideas, and I'm incredibly thankful for her. We're really hoping to bring a little more peace and resiliency to people going through this, 
I hear people say sometimes, I'm, I'm thankful that I went through this journey when they've gone through cancer because it's sort of it's sort of an awakening for a lot of people. You don't sweat the small stuff anymore. I think then to this, I, I would say that, and I'll speak for Allison too, I think I'm super thankful for people like you. I'm super thankful for people like Karen and Christine with Cork Yoga. The people that have crossed our paths, and the crazy part is that it's all due to cancer. Cancer brought me these people into my life, and that's one way I've turned it around to be something that's such a light in my life. But people like like you, like us, like Karen, like um, with Cork Yoga, uh, Karen and Christine, taking something to give back and teach people to be empowered and be resilient, right. those are the things that make what we do even more powerful. And, you know, I we've started a foundation, and we want to reach people, and we want to go after but I'm really thankful for the people going through what they're going through that give us the opportunity to do what we're doing. How do you both fuel the fire within you? Oh, my God. I, I don't know if I can not. <laughs> I think the fire fuels me. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I really do. I've lived a, a pretty good life. I have a really good job, and, and I have a pretty great community I live in. I, I make a pretty good living. But I was so empty um, in so many ways. And because I knew that there was more for me to be doing, that I was finding the things that I had missed in life. I wanted to be an attorney. I wanted to be a powerful something. I never didn't think I'd ever make enough money to be where I thought I should be in status quo, things like that. And this fire inside of me to do the work that we're doing now is bigger than any of that. It's better than any car. It's better than any community you can live in. You know, my daughter asked me the night, Mom, if we could move anywhere in the world, where would you want to be? I was like, I'm happy. <laughs> and I thought, you know, there's something really huge in that. So right. for me, this is fueling me. This makes me continue to go. This makes me get to those days when I think, oh, I don't want to get up today or I don't want to go to work today. I have this inside of me and I found this vessel that's really fueling me. So it's living with purpose, you know. That, I think, is such an incredibly healing thing to, to have a purpose and a purpose to, to support people going through probably one of the roughest times in their lives and to do it with a sense of kindness and a sense of listening and allowing them to be and feel exactly as they're feeling right now because there's a lot of cover-ups that people have to do while they're going through treatments right. um, because not everybody knows what's going on. And this program is a place where people can be and feel exactly how they feel right now. And that that's healing in itself. That is healing, just to be and feel what you're going through. And it's, it's not easy, but it's a relief. So living with a sense of purpose. And what is one thing adversity has taught you to value? My first bout with cancer, I was 22, and up until that year, my life was very uh, superficial. Attractive young woman, had a pretty good job. My mom was one who preached, don't you leave this house without brushing your hair and putting your makeup on and putting your best foot forward in front of everyone. It was all about appearances, and bless her, her intention was good, but it didn't teach me a lot of having a lot of depth and value. This experience and adversity in my life with cancer that could have been something that stopped me in my tracks, really paved the road for me. It made me realize if I cut my hair as a woman short, it didn't make me ugly. It made me realize that outer appearances are only outer appearances, that it's what's inside that really counts. It made me realize that I can get through whatever is thrown in my path. And it's really about doing that with grace and and being thoughtful with people around you. It also got rid of my ego. I think we walk around so much with ego and so much of what we do is around our egos. It's been super healing to be able to walk around not being motivated by an ego and really being able to see people for what they are. So adversity, really honest to God, has made me who I am as a human being. And it's, um, it hasn't been easy because, uh, you know, it doesn't make things easier. It just really made me look at things differently. Allison? I think, yeah, I think the power of connection is so important, and that's what the word yoga means, to yoke, to join, to connect. And it's the connection of your mind, body, breath, and soul all, you know, working for a purpose. And 
working with Cindy has just been is such a joy and such and has given has made my purpose brighter. What we're trying to do is sort of hold hands and walk through adversity, you know, with as much purpose and as much kindness as we can. And I will tie my final two questions together. What are you doing today you never thought you could? And what will you do tomorrow that you never thought you could? Oh, wow. Boy, Ben, you stopped me. I usually have an answer for everything. Um, you're really good at what you do. So what I'm doing today that I never thought I could is um, hope and deal. I never thought I'd be able to handle all the things being thrown at me without some anger and some angst and um, you know, finding someone to blame, and you know, I, I never thought that I'd be able to get through each day with just coping with things and being able to deal, and knowing that no matter what's thrown at me, I'm going to be able to walk myself through it. And something I've been telling you that being in pieces and knowing you're in pieces and being able to put yourself together has been super therapeutic. Maybe that's my side way trying to put that puzzle together because. It's not going to beat me. I'm going to beat it. But that's what the fan, I, I never thought I'd be able to be that person. Um, and, that, and I am, I, I think. And then tomorrow, catching as many people as I possibly can, being successful um, in my own mind. Um, you know, I, I didn't go to college, and I say that all the time. And it's a big thing for me because I don't feel as educated as, as the next one. Um, but I've gone to the biggest university you could ever go to, which is the one of life. And, um, and I never thought I'd be able to be successful in my own mind and stand up to my own standards. And I think that's what I'm going to be able to do tomorrow, is touch as many people and be more successful than I could have ever imagined that any college education or any kind of amount of money would ever give me. Love that. Hey, Allison? I think we're going to reach a lot of people with our work. That is our hope, because there, I meet so many people every day that are going through a diagnosis and treatment alone and they're terrified and they don't have anybody and this this work this connection sounds like the two of you help people to do things today they never thought they could and it helps create a tomorrow for them that they never thought that they could experience. So I, I appreciate both of your work. And Absolutely. Your Very well said. How can people learn more about Bolster and Bridge the Foundation? They can look us up on the internet. We have our website at bolsterandbridge.org. Go on, check us out. Obviously, we're here in, in L.A. and we're doing events as many times as we possibly can. That's probably the best way to get through to us. Thank you both so much for taking time out. It's been an honor to hear about your lives and your journey. Thank you. It's an honor to speak with you. Thank you for what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you for your work. It's incredible. It's really wonderful. And thank you so much for this opportunity. We appreciate and we love what you do. What an honor to speak with Cindy Tomlinson and Allison Crowley of Bolster and Bridge, the foundation. All too often, we as people run, hide, or ignore the reality that our time on earth is limited. When brave women and men face that reality and look deeply into our lives, into the lives that we birth and grow, into the lives that have given us life, we have decisions to make about how we live in the time we've been given. It is such an honor to hear these women choose to live bravely in the continuous discovery and awe of the present moment and to glide the rapids of adversity with presence, refusing to waste this precious lifetime on ego, and instead seek to both experience and share the solid ground of open, authentic connection. It transforms our adversity into friendship, empowerment, and a resilient kindness that heaves us back into breath when we find ourselves going under. Thank you, Christine Magadan of Cork Yoga, who introduced me to these amazing innovators who leave no one behind in what can be frightening, cold, and lonely hallways and waiting rooms. Allison and Cindy have built a foundation for us to stand upon, to bolster us as we seek to truly live the gift of this life and ensure that medical treatment is a true and tall bridge into healing for each person, no matter where we are in our journey. If you're seeking to leave a legacy that will stand the test of time, 
create medical treatment regimens that more fully meet your patient's needs, or create a profound positive impact in another person's life, reach out to Allison and Cindy at Bolster and Bridge, the foundation, today. Thank you.